Coffee with a Coastie is brought to you by On the Coast Publications, the publishing house for On the Coast families and On the Coast Over 55 community magazines on the central coast of New South Wales. Hi and welcome to Coffee with a Coastie as we sit down and chat with Central Coast local Blake Wilton. Blake at age 21 has been behind the camera lens capturing local surfers since the age of 14 to more recent projects where he has worked with Customs for Cancer and Kyle and Cara on their Blue Lagoon build that ended up on Channel 9. We are grateful to be given the opportunity to sit down and chat with Blake about his journey growing up on the Central Coast and his advice to budding young filmmakers. Welcome, Blake. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me. I'm psyched to be here. Mate, I've done a little bit of research into your life and obviously you have an absolute passion for photography and film and have proven that through your work um, to be, be very creative. Though have you always been creative, even when it comes to other forms of creativity like painting, graphic design or any other, or has it always just been film and photography that's been where you've unleashed that? Yeah, I, I, it's funny because I've never really been asked that question before. Like I've always kind of stuck to being a photographer or a videographer or editing, like in it's kind of always motion. It's never really still stuff. And I yeah. think that's what I like about video and what I do is that it's always kind of moving and there's something happening. There's something about still art that's cool but like for me it's that movement and something's changing and you kind of you can't your eyes are always kind of locked to something happening and I think it's just that kind of movement that that I like um yeah I've never really been into painting or anything like that like graphic design like I can appreciate it a lot and I do love it but I'm not very good at it it's like you can appreciate good work but personally I'm not that good at graphic design or anything like that but I think my mum used to take photos and that's kind of where my passion probably started off really young and probably I didn't know it at the time, but yeah. that's probably where it all started really early on. I think there's something, that's one of the reasons why um, I actually want to do this because I, I think there's a lot in that in what you see your parents do and, and it gives you a belief that actually something's possible. Yeah, 100%. Um, and there's something in that, yeah. And most of the time it's probably like, like you don't even realise, like you're probably that young and it's just something that your parents did. But yeah, I probably, I had the tools there. Like she had a camera there, so that yeah. was kind of pick up for a bit of fun, even if you're just running around with it and you weren't supposed to. Like yeah. it's kind of, yeah, that's probably how it all started. It's cool to look back on that. Yeah, 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 I'm sure it is. Your work is obviously very impressive. Like in everything I looked at online, it's amazing. Um, did you complete any formal education or is it all hands-on, just getting in there, getting dirty and... and learning along the way yeah learning on the fly yeah. it's kind of the best way I learn is just throwing myself out there just having a crack and I've got like a bad habit of saying yes to things that I'm like it's way out of my depth or I'm not good at <laughs> and just for the purpose of like oh well I've got to learn some way and that, if that's yeah. the path that I want to take and I want to get better and evolve and grow I've got to do those things and constantly throw myself in the deep and yeah things that I'm not qualified for things I don't know how to do and just stuff up and learn from those mistakes and just try to better myself, yeah. better my craft after that. And, yeah, that's just that's just the way I've worked. And I've never had a film course or been to film school or anything like that because I didn't really want to take the whole movie approach. Like I felt yeah. like there was only a film school if you wanted to go do movies. Yeah. And, like, I kind of never saw myself going down that route as much as I can appreciate it and love it and how amazing it is. It's like I never really wanted to go down that route. So yeah. it's... It was a funny space to me because when I was in school, um, just like high school, I was like, what do I do after school? Do I go to film school? Like, what do I do? And I'm happy that I didn't. I'm happy I just went out and worked and just, as I said before, like threw myself in the deep and just had a crack. And yeah, yeah, just been having fun ever since. So I, I did finish, back to your question, I did just finish high school and that's it. Yeah, got my HSC and started working straight away after school. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's amazing. How have you found like when obviously you throw yourself in the deep end and, and you're trying to learn something that you didn't already know because you've thrown yourself in the deep end? How have you found best to quickly learn that thing online, you know, or off somebody else? Ask the question, reach out to a peer. Yeah, like I've I've like I'm very thankful. I've had lots of creative people around me, and I yeah. feel like it's the best way to learn is just by surrounding yourself with people that are a lot better than you. Yeah, yeah. And just constantly learning from them and asking questions and just having good relationships with lots of people in the same industry is like killer. Uh, I got like some, lots of my best mates now are people that I work alongside. Yeah. And it's just because like we think the same, we've all got that creative mindset and we can talk about things that other people probably can't because it's just nerdy to us geeks, <laughs> our film geeks. 
But yeah, YouTube is killer too. Like learning on YouTube, the tutorials on there. You could seriously learn anything on YouTube. Um, you just got to put the time in and focus and yeah, you just got to put a bit of time in, I think. Like there's lots of things that you, you can't learn online and stuff like that, but the majority of it you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. You recently shared um, your creative journey live on stage at the Adobe Make It event in both Sydney and Melbourne. Can you tell us a little bit about how that opportunity came about and what would you say was the most impactful thing about that experience? Mm. So when I was first starting out filming, I would go to like the local board riders, North Shelley board riders event yeah, and yeah. do lots of filming there and it was a good spot for me to learn and get in contact with all the surfers there and um, Jamie Reagan would also attend the board riders there and Jamie Reagan works at Adobe and we've had a good relationship ever since and getting some work here and there with Adobe and kind of meeting lots of the team there and that team being very helpful in my career as well and helping me out where I need assistance and yeah. Jamie kind of saw an opportunity for me to be able to come on stage and tell my story to a crowd and it was really cool because it's the first in-person event that they've had in kind of two or three years since COVID and yeah. I'd never done anything like that before as well so like it was very nerve-wracking for me and very scary and it was cool like talking to lots of people after the event they were like your story is really cool but to me it it doesn't seem that way because I hear it and see it all the time and it just seems normal to me but like zooming out and just kind of taking a breath and appreciating it, it's like it's pretty cool and people mm. really appreciated that. And, yeah, the main part of me talking on that stage was just by me throwing myself in the deep end and having a go. The event was called Make It, Make It Happen. Throw yourself yeah. out there, make something happen. All the tools are available to everyone and no one's got any excuses. And, yeah, me jumping out there nervous as and starting off as a 14-year-old just having fun has kind of led me down this cool path. So that's pretty much what I spoke about on stage. And yeah, it was epic. It was a really cool. What did you get most out of it? What do you, what do you, what did you find? Oh, look, it was, it was learning. Like, yeah, yeah. like those guys speak on stage all the time and it's normal for them. And I go out there and film and do these projects and do work that is normal to me as well. So it's like, it's cool to have that kind of mix of people. Yeah, yeah. And so like, for me, it was me jumping on stage and jumping out of my comfort zone, talking about my role and my job, influencing people to jump out of their probably normal and jump into filming or going to the beach and taking some photos or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was cool. It was just cool to hear other people's stories and like how people are growing and how Adobe as a business is evolving in a adapting to all these new criteria that people need and new platforms and new technology and yeah I'm a bit of a tech geek there so it's, <laughs> it went hand in hand it was really good but it was cool it was just cool to tell my story on that platform because I never really have before yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool yeah mate I watched the show reel you did for the Adobe Make It event on your Instagram page um, you mentioned like you weren't even going to show it you were hesitant about showing it you mentioned that you'd watched it over 250 times mm. At the beginning, there's this little young 14-year-old dude with a hat on, yeah. blonde hair. Long blonde hair. Says, <laughs> and he says these words, man. He says, I'm Blake Wilton. I'm 14 years old and I'm a surf photographer. He says it with such passion and such <laughs> like. What does it make you feel like when you look at that and, and know where you've come from and, and you're here now and just looking at that 14-year-old you? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I originally when Jamie had asked me, he's like, dude, we need some content that shows you like your yeah. footage is amazing but like you need to really show where you've come from so I I had some of that footage from back in it would have been not yeah high school I was early like I was probably 14 or 15 then in those videos yeah and yeah it's really cool to look back on that and I'm happy that I threw it in there I was forced not forced but I was like encouraged to put that in there and like yeah. for me looking at that I'm like oh it's so cringy like yeah, but, yeah. but what, after watching it tons of times I'm like I'm so glad I did because it kind of it really does show that then and now yeah, yeah that yeah, comparison definitely. and how like lots of people when I say oh I've been doing this since I was 14 like yeah yeah whatever you took a few photos when you were little but it's like I was as serious as I was then That's as right. I am now um and I'm still very committed to it and passionate about it. And I feel like probably lots of things have shifted since then. Like I kind of only had an outlook then of being a surf filmer or a surf photographer. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to see myself branch out now and kind of take on lots of these other roles and creative roles and kind of just just expanding, just doing bigger projects and just doing things that I never even would have thought I would be doing yeah, this yeah, many yeah. years later. So 
yeah, it's it's cool to be able to branch out from surf and do lots of other things on the side and still have that surfing stuff as a passion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's cool, mate. When I see that little 14-year-old you, I'm just like, he, he knew what he wanted to be at 14. <laughs> he's, a, he's an I'm a surf photographer. It's like, surf he just knows. I think that was for a school it's, project, it's amazing, that video, yeah. like it's a amazing. photography class or something. I think I think that's what it was for. I couldn't actually find the rest of the video, like so I don't know what it come from. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it's just, it's, mate, it's, yeah, the other footage in there was... Um, there was some other footage in there where I was filming and that was like my first trip in Hawaii when I was 14. I got taken over by a bunch of pro surfers at the time which was just like crazy mm. um and we had this like brazilian tv production company follow us around for like two days so it's like it's so cool to have all that footage of me filming like usually they want to follow all the surfers around in hawaii and hang with the best in the world but they decided to hang with us younger kids and film us having a ball so that was just cool to have that footage as well Hey, at 14, what did mum and dad think when you were like, yeah. 14, mum, I'm going with these professional surfers yeah. to Hawaii. Oh, no, it was it was a bit weird and my parents didn't even really know who I was going with either. Like, yeah. I'd obviously like filmed with them a lot and I knew them pretty well, but they would just come pick me up and go. Like my parents yeah. wouldn't like kind of chat to them much or anything. And when they're like, you're going to Hawaii for six weeks with this random family, you're like, what the <laughs> heck? So I think mum and dad ended up coming over with me um, and popping over and seeing me for two weeks or something. And Glenn and his family are amazing. Glenn Michael Hoy took me over, stayed yeah. with his family, and they're just amazing. And I'm still in close contact with them a lot. And, yeah, they put me under their wing and put me in a good house with them and fed me well. And, yeah, yeah it's like that trip, like, has seriously paved the way for where I am today. Yeah, mm. that's amazing, mm. man. And that brings me to the next as you mentioned Glenn. So at the age of 14, as I understand mm. it, you came in contact with Glenn mm. um, Michael Hall. Um, when he was home between competitions. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got in contact with him and, and what advice do you give for someone wanting to reach out to someone else within an industry that they want to get involved in? Mm. Yeah, so I I feel like when you're that young, you probably feel invincible in a way. Like you don't kind mm. of think anything, you just do it. And I was just always messaging like all the pro surfers in the world, like let me film you, I'll do this, I'll do that. Oh, like. Wow never second guess anything and just have a crack and like, what do you got to lose? Um, and it ended up paying off. Like Micro only lived, lives at Avoca, so he's close by and he was home every now and again. And I kind of, we had a mutual friend through who I was working with, Riley Lang. Riley Lang was coached by Glenn at the time. And yeah. so we had a bit of a like mutual relationship there and that kind of ended up in us connecting and shooting together. And basically from there, it just branched out and just Glenn put me in contact with Ace Bucken and then Ace Bucken's put me in contact with people at some certain magazine, you know what I mean? It just kind of snowballs from there. And that all just started off by, yeah, me just kind of putting my name out there and messaging Glenn and messaging Riley and messaging all these surfers just to let me kind of learn alongside them while they're getting all this free footage and they get to learn from the footage and review it all. And it just worked best for everyone at the time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, what did I end up doing? I ended up getting in contact with Stab Magazine as well at the time when I was really young and that just started a relationship there as well. Like they ended up flying me to Hawaii on a trip with them and yeah, it was just cool. Like it just started right. off by being super innocent and just kind of having a crack and messaging people and just putting your name out there. Like that's like probably the one thing that I've got advice for is just like you just got to put your name out there. Like I've been obviously been doing it for a few years now and I'm still messaging people to work with it, like work with me and work alongside and collaborate and it's got to put your name out there and have a try and it's just relationships, it's all it is. It's just having good relationships with good people and things will go your way. And obviously your talent as well, obviously very talented. Yeah, you got to work hard. That, that, that doesn't come naturally. Yeah, but yeah you got to be committed. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it, right. the, the amount of work out there, people people need it and all the platforms and technology these days, it's like everyone wants this content. So the jobs out there are everywhere. There's, the amount yeah. of work is crazy. So it's like the opportunities are massive and I think the next few years are going to be really influential. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Um, mate, I'm guessing your work was already out there so people could see how good your work was and obviously you just mentioned, like, you know, you're getting in contact. It wasn't just that you built this relationship with the people and you were cold calling basically mm. on people to try to you know offer your services mm. your work was good already mm. so that's obvious um though what do you feel gave you the edge for Colin Cara to take you on 
on the Blue Lagoon Village straight out of high school? Um, I met Kyle through surfing. So, like, he was obviously a really good surfer in the area. And yeah. Kyle and Kyle were both really talented in front of a camera as well. Like, they knew they knew what they were doing. They'd just come off the block, I think, at this stage. A few years earlier, sorry. They'd come off the block and they were doing lots and lots of media at the time and lots creating lots of content themselves. And I think at the time they'd just finished doing a reno and they created a series with a production team or like a small production and I think they wanted someone to come on board that really wanted to just evolve with them like they didn't want someone just to come in every month or so and do a video and then just leave they wanted someone to really be a part of their team and me being young and me wanting to grow and me wanting to learn and being able to commit a bit more time to it they took me on and pretty much approached me to take this new role of not just being a surf filmer anymore but coming on and kind of creating content for platforms and for brands and like creating engaging content in a new way and I'm always keen to learn and I had no idea what I was doing so I said yes and uh, I'm still working with Kyle and Kara today very frequently and yeah we created a web series of them building their dream home practically over 10 months and that process was just like psycho it gives me shivers (laughs) thinking about it because like I'd never even been on a building site at that point so me going on to a building site and filming this crazy house being built and then launching seven YouTube videos a week apart like yeah I think my weeks were about a hundred and like a hundred plus hours a week getting getting those episodes live and yeah it was a massive job and I was probably way out of my league but it's like it's so good to look back on that and learn and they really appreciate the hard work that I put in and I was really committed to making a good series and yeah it's been their most successful one since so it's really cool to look at yeah mm. had you done anything outside surfing prior to their build not really very yeah. minimal yeah like that's what was hard for me because it's like at the time you kind of think you kind of your outlook's clouded a little bit your vision's yeah. kind of not as wide as it should be and you you get stuck in your little zone and I feel like I was almost getting stuck in that surf was the only thing that was available out there like my whole community was all surfers and anything outside of surfing wasn't cool or it wasn't good or no one liked it so it was it was cool to kind of branch out and realize that there's a whole other market outside of surf and there's a whole other market outside of everything you know what I mean yeah and engaging content so that was cool for me to learn from and it's just kind of forgetting a lot of things that I knew and restarting and relearning um but yeah they Kyle and Kyra took a massive risk on that because I could have gone in and just had an absolute shocker and I'm not saying that all that content was good there was lots of scrappy stuff there but it's just cool to evolve and learn from and they're happy to do that then yeah they're always they're good people to work with and they understand that we're all just still learning yeah we're all just having a crack we're seeing what's what works what doesn't and that's the fun bit about it testing the waters that's right and yeah. I think it's, it's obviously once again it falls back to that 14 year old kid mate they can see a mm. passion yeah and a drive to make sure that I'm going to do the best I can yeah. you know I'm not going to let you down sort of exactly thing. yeah always yeah. have a crack always try my best and yeah if something's not going right I'd try to figure out how we can fix it and yeah it's it, mm-hmm. it all just comes down to just being committed I'm pretty committed to making something work and yeah. doing the best I can and yeah, yeah just yeah. working my hardest so yeah it's been fun yeah that's cool <laughs> You obviously don't have a problem saying yes. You've already mentioned <laughs> it a few times now, right? Even when you feel out of your comfort zone. Where, does, where do you think the ability to just say yes has come from? And what is your advice to someone who is given the opportunity but is scared to say yes? So let's start with where do you think it come from? Just from starting so young. Like it's literally all I know. Like I feel like when you're so young, you're not really scared of anything. You just yeah. say, yeah, let's do that. Let's go do that. You don't think of the consequences or what could go wrong or what could happen. So yeah. I feel like I've got stuck in a way of just continuing to say yes to lots of things. And obviously there is things that I say no to, but if I see that there's going to be a cool opportunity at the end of the road or I could learn from it or something could happen because I've done this, it's so worth it. Mm. And even if something goes wrong along the way and you stuff it up, like the opportunities post that is just like, so much more worth it so from the start me saying yes to lots of things I was unsure of has gone my way I think so I'm still just doing that still just saying yes and throwing myself in the deep end as I've said plenty of times and yeah it's the best way to learn do you think though your your parents have encouraged you to say yes or someone is because I I got I got two kids myself, yeah. right? And one would say yes, and one would be like, Mm-mm. and yeah. me growing up as a kid, like, mm. if, if I was 14, let me tell yeah. you, there'd be no way in the world I would be <laughs> saying yes. Right? I'm not, I wasn't that kid. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I just, it, it, like, it, I just, 
Yeah, like maybe it's know. just inbuilt. I reckon maybe it, it might is. be the opposite. I reckon it might be like my parents are a little bit not as outgoing as that. So maybe it was yeah. like a rebel on that maybe. Like yeah, you kind of, they were yeah. a bit more stay in their lane a little bit. So I'm like, I want to go out there and do this. And yeah. I was a very kind of outgoing kid, I think. Like yeah. I was always talking to adults and could like lots of my friends couldn't talk to adults or anything yeah, when yeah. I was super young, but I was like happy to talk to an adult or something like that. And I feel like I, like that's half my success when I was very young is just being able to talk to people and communicate to people. Like yeah. if you can't talk to people, then you're not going to be of good use to them. Like if you can't communicate and have those relationships with people, it's never going to work no matter how yeah. good your work is. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, yeah. it's seriously just being very young and that's just how I was, how I was brought up is just have a, have a crack and oh, whatever cool. and just go for it. And it's, I'm still doing that now. <laughs> And so what advice would you give to someone that he's given an opportunity but he's afraid to say yes? You're going to be bummed if you say no. Like you're yeah. always going to be thinking what could have happened if I did take yeah. that or like you're always going to be like kind of off yourself if you said no to that opportunity because at the back of your head you're probably thinking, well, what could have happened after that or if I did do that, this could have come about or something like that. So you never know what comes after it. And I always think just having as much reps under your belt as you can is always good. Like you can't have enough. Yeah. So saying yes to things and just having a crack and just learning from them is seriously like, it's the best. I seriously <laughs> can't recommend it more. Just having a go. Who cares if you That's stuff right. up? You so learn something week, new, you have fun. Yeah. yeah. You're only going to criticize yourself the most. No one else is going to criticize you as hard as you will yourself. So if you're happy to learn, just give it a go. Yeah. Mm. Great advice, man. Through saying yes, You've been on an amazing journey. Though when was the moment you realised, this is it, I can actually make a living doing this? Probably, like, even though I was super young, I feel like it became pretty serious when I was in Hawaii that first time in 2014, when I was 14 years old. And, like, I think at that point, I only saw local surfers and kind of surfers in my area, and that was kind of it. But when I got to the North Shore of Hawaii, you like, you would go to the cafe and see John John Florence and Kelly Slater and like everyone's just in this little bubble and on the beach it's just all the best videographers and photographers and magazines on the beach, all the biggest brands are there and I feel like sitting on the beach like shoulder to shoulder with all these big names, I'm like, this is pretty serious <laughs> and like and yeah. like having me there at that age when when there was the um when there was like all these the best people in the world were next to me. It was like, okay, so I actually must be pretty valuable to these people if they've brought yeah. me along because they could have chose anyone else to come along with them. Um, so, yeah, I feel like at that point I was like, okay, this is pretty serious now. Like I've come to the pretty much the big show, like the pipeline in Hawaii, the finals, back when I'd actually finished in Hawaii, that was like the spot to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, that then I was like, okay, this is serious. <laughs> this is legit, so... I started having a proper crack from then and just making sure that I could actually make a living out of it. Yeah. Like make sure I could set myself up for out of school and if I wanted to leave school or what would happen there. So I did end up finishing school, as I said earlier, but there was a few points there where I was going to get kicked out of school because I was never at school because I was always working yeah, and yeah. Um, always away on trips and... Yeah, like I obviously went through school, got it done. I'm happy that I got it done. I'm happy I didn't leave, but... But yeah, just kind of making sure I had those right stepping stones in place for when I did leave school that I could do it as a full-time job. And yeah, I did. <laughs> so you walked a fine line at the end. Very what fine. <laughs> Very fine. It was like year like 10, like 8, 9, 10 was like cool. I was away from school a lot, but the principal would get me in and show, like she would want to see the content that I created. Or like yeah, yeah. The, I remember going and showing my principal videos when I was in year 10 videos I did for Stabmag who at the time were like the big dogs in the surf world. They were the yeah. number one that everyone wanted to work with and I was creating stuff for them for Corona, which is funnily enough, I was like 16 years old and I was creating stuff for Corona. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was Stabmag and Corona and yeah, I was showing her these videos and there's like girls in bikinis walking out the beach and surfers and like it was pretty funny. She was like a female principal and yeah. like it was pretty cool showing her that stuff and watching how stoked she was that I was working on my career outside of school um but yeah obviously going to do my hsc they're a bit more strict on getting your hsc and it's not yeah. not fun and games anymore it's yeah. serious so got a very fine line there but i got it done just 
scrape through just and tick the boxes and yeah, had fun while I was there. I made Easy. the most of school. You only do that once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, you hope you only do <laughs> Yeah. Mate, you've said you credit your success to the inspirational individual around you on the Central Coast. How important has networking and meeting these individuals been and what advice do you give to someone about building a network of like-minded people around them? Yeah, I like, I give most of my success to like just relationships and people. Like in most of the biggest jobs I've ever got have come from nothing to do with work. It's just chatting to someone that you don't know about yeah. and telling them what you do and then if something comes about six months down the track because you were nice to this person or you were just a good person or you someone put in a good word for you and that's not me trying to do that. That's just who I am. Like you, yeah. I've just been like a pretty talkative person and always kind of have a good chat to anyone. And that's seriously been like my number one is just, oh, he's a good kid, give him a go. And then I've tried my best and worked my hardest and obviously got the passion for it and that's pay, paid off for me. So the community here is amazing. Like there's a really big creative community. And I think if you look closely enough, you realize that there's all the contacts you need right around us. You don't have yeah. to go to Sydney. You don't have to go to Newcastle and, the opportunities are just getting bigger since COVID as well because lots of people are coming from Sydney and coming from Newcastle to live on the coast and you just got to find them. They're probably a bit hard to find sometimes because creative people are a bit secretive and a bit hide. They hide a little bit and they're not out in plain sight. But I think if you put your name out there enough and kind of chat to some people and try look for what you just search for what you're looking for, you'll you'll find that you've got all the people on the coast that you need. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. As you say, communication, mate, you mentioned it before. Yeah, you've you've been able to communicate with adults yeah. at, at an age of 14. Yeah, number one. You've been able one. to communicate. Yeah. Mate, meeting these inspiration individuals, you have done some amazing work on the Central Coast. What is the vision, what is your vision or future you hope for for the film on the Central Coast? Um, I've always worked on the coast and I've never had to really, like obviously when you travel for work, it's different if you're going overseas or something like that. But I'm lucky enough that I've never really had to go to Sydney to work or had to yeah. go to Newcastle to work. I've always kind of had my work on the coast, which has been really good. And having people like Kyle and Carr and lots of small businesses around here that, that I work with, it's like, I don't need to go to Sydney to work. I've got all the work I need here. And lots of people are starting to realise that as well. There's more businesses coming in. There's more creative people. There's more kind of, influencers and people that are kind of working from Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that and the amount of content and platforms that are needed right now are just like skyrocketing so everyone's taking advantage of that and the coast is just like it's it's blowing up for creatives I think it's seriously yeah. just expanding and everyone's moving here so I think soon it's going to be like a real hot spot people are going to realize that they don't need to go to Sydney to shoot their TV ads they don't need to go to Brisbane to do something in a studio there they can do it all here and yeah it's great and there's just it's just not film and photos and stuff like that like the creatives from sculptors and painters and artists yeah, and yeah, musicians yeah. and everything like it's massive now and yeah it's great it's good to see so we'll see a Blake Wilton film studio on the Central Coast <laughs> maybe <scene. laughs> maybe we'll see it's not far away <laughs> maybe with all the work you've done both in Australia and abroad What's been your favourite project to work on and why? Um, when a few years back now, it would have been probably 2017, I did a six-week trip in Indonesia with Riley Lang. And that was like my first big Indonesia trip and that was, that was really cool. We went to like a few, few islands there. We did like Bali and Java and Sumbawa. We went to the Talo Islands and like it was... I was still in school at that point and that was just so cool just to be able to jump islands for kind of almost two months and wow. create a film that we're really stoked with and I'm pretty sure Riley was, he was sponsored then but I'm pretty sure he was just backing it himself like he was just so passionate about creating good content and brought yeah. me along for the ride and I remember we were, we weren't even sure, we didn't have a trip planned, we were just like let's just go away and see how long we go for, um, we'll find waves and I remember we were in Bali and we got talking to one of the surf photographers there and he offered us to come to the Tello Islands and stay on this brand new resort island for two <laughs> weeks for free. He's like, there's yeah. a free spot. So like we got flown out in a private plane to this island and like got put in these crazy villas and it was so sick. Like we were so lucky. We didn't even have to pay. Like they just had a spare spot and we just created some content for them. And yeah, we we're just out in the boats all day finding waves and 
it was new for me as well because I'd never been on an Indonesian trip. I didn't really know that, like, you're on a big boat. It's all on a land camp, but you got, like, a boat out to all the breaks and you had to drive to all the islands to find the waves. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you had to swim in with your camera gear so the boat couldn't go in and drop you onto the beach because it's all reef. So you would have yeah. they'd drop me off in the water and I'd have to paddle the surfboard in with all my camera gear on my back. And like through the waves, there could be the waves breaking and everything and you've got to go into the beach and film on the beach and then paddle back out wow. of the boat. So you've got like thousands of dollars worth of camera gear, a big tripod on your back and a big waterproof backpack and like swimming in and <laughs> it's pretty crazy. You're on these random islands that no one even lives on and it's just dropping coconuts next year and that was really oh, cool. Wow. That was just like, yeah, unbelievable. It was so beautiful and something that I probably took for granted a lot at the time, but it's so cool to look back on that and see the film that we created and all the memories that we that we made on that trip. How yeah. old were you then? 16 I would have been, 16 or 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was still pretty young and don't even think I had my licence at that point. And <laughs> yeah, we pretty much just did it on the cheap and just went to all these islands and just surfed and, yeah, filmed and created content and... Yeah, that was really cool. It wasn't backed by no big sponsors. It wasn't backed by no big magazines. We just kind of had fun and did what we wanted to. And it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. There's been lots of projects that I've worked on, but that one probably stands out the most in being like a fun trip that was just so new to us. And yeah, no plans. Just let's wow, look, yeah. go over to Bali and then there's a swell in this island. We'll fly to that island and go here and there and... Yeah, and so really did you cool. know you were going to be jumping in the water wheel like you're on the back? No. So you're just like, oh, did they pull up and go, knew. all right, Blake, off here. Yeah, and I was like <laughs> filthy, like, because I'm not a good surfer what? either. Like, I'm like, it's full foot. <laughs> There's full waves breaking in. Yeah. I've got to paddle past all you guys surfing and I've got, got all this camera gear on my back. And like, yeah, sometimes it was hectic. and But yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good fun. Looking back on it now, that's just what you got to do in Indo and everyone still does it now. They yeah, just do yeah. it with... $100,000 cameras, not $5,000 cameras. <laughs> so it'd be a bit more scary if you had a big cinema camera or something like that. But yeah. but no, nah, it's just all learning and exactly that was me. Freaking go on, Blakey, swim in, you're on, yeah. on the sand. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Can you tell us a bit about what you're working on at the moment? Yeah, so actually, funnily enough, I've just had a last-minute gig come up with Molly Picklam. So Molly and I are going to America in two weeks. I'm oh, doing yeah. a project there with Red Bull um, in the United States. So we'll be at the US Open there and oh, wow. creating some content there for Red Bull. And hopefully, hopefully, Touchwood, Touchwood, she um, she requalifies next year and she's on tour. So that's kind of the plan is to kind of follow her journey on the rest of the Challenger series. and. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be an exciting trip. I haven't been overseas in a few years since COVID, so it'll be really good to kind of get away and create some content in another country again. And Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And obviously we've got um, more work with Kyle and Kara coming up. We've got another uh, build series coming up. So that'll kind of – that'll be a longer project probably over the next 12 months before that gets released. But Yeah. Yeah, I've got some big things in the works that I'm really excited about. So oh, lots man. of longer-term projects, which is cool. It's good to work on some kind of longer-term projects that are a bit more thought out and there's a bit more that goes into it. Kind of appreciate it a bit more than not a two-day shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not rushed. You can, you can add a bit of creativity along, along the journey. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's good. Molly and I went to school together, so it's like it's pretty no, cool. No, right, there you and go. Like, I was going to ask how that came about, yeah, but there you go, yeah. Yeah, so Molly and I, like she's a year younger or two years younger than me and we just knew each other in school and like... Yeah. She wasn't even surfing when we knew each other. So it's like, it's pretty cool to look at that now and be like, what the heck? Like, yeah. I was, when I was starting to film, I think she was like learning to surf. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's so cool. And now she's like, just won a 10,000 comp in Bolido in South Africa. So it's pretty cool to see us being able to work together and literally living five minutes apart from each other and being on the other side of the world together working. So it's, yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm pretty excited. That'll be a pinch yourself moment. Yeah, it will be. For both of you. Definitely. To go, look how far we've come, mate. I know. We've been in school together. Yeah, seriously. And Glenn Micro Hall is her coach. So it's like yeah. we're getting the band back together. It's yeah, like we yeah, haven't yeah. done a trip together in a while. So we've all been talking about like since that 2014 trip that he took me on. It's like we're getting the band back together. We're going traveling again. Wow. We're just doing the same stuff that we were doing when, we were four, when I was 14. And yeah, just having fun. So it's, it's I'm pretty excited for that. Gee, man, the energy around that must be pretty, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's been it's been spoken about for a long time too, and yeah. it's just really good to see it come 
to fruition and actually come about. So yeah, I can't wait to see what we create and who knows what's going to happen. So yeah, it's yeah, cool yeah, just yeah. to kind of not really have a plan there either. We're just going to the comps and see how things go and create some good content and bank some good stuff. So yeah. I think um, when you've got those sort of people around you where you're, you've got confidence in one another, mm, I, definitely. Think, I think you can let. That's all it is. Let, let go a bit, a little bit, you know. Exactly, you yeah. So it's just having good relationships with them too. Like they're all good people and we've worked together before and yeah. we all trust each other as well. And we've always got a good input and if someone's got a good idea and there's no kind of no one speaking up, it's kind yeah, of just yeah. a kind of a big um, collaboration between us all. So yeah. that's what I like about it. It's never just me going and doing my own thing. It's a bunch of people behind the scenes putting their heads together and all coming together to create something that we're all really happy with. So, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm really pumped oh, that's for that. Cool. Mate, for anyone starting out in photography or film, what advice would you give them? iPhone. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone's got an iPhone. Um, everyone's got a phone with a camera on it. So, yeah. like, there's no excuses now. And platforms like TikTok are just making that so accessible to everyone. Like, anyone could be a content creator. It doesn't matter if you're filming yourself talking about lego pieces or cars or you yeah, know what I mean? yeah it could yeah. be anything just something you're passionate about so i think i kind of started at a, a funny time where it was coming from like tv and movies to kind of iphone stuff and now it's kind of all iphone and tiktok and all these kind of short form content so i think all these kids love all that short form tiktok content and the opportunities there are crazy because it proves that anyone can be a millionaire creating content on their phones or can be super successful creating funny videos on their phone of them scaring yeah. their parents or something like that. Like it's just the opportunities are huge. So I think it's if you've got a passion for it, just keep doing what you're doing and don't care about who likes it or who comments it. Just keep putting in the putting in the work and putting your work out there no matter who sees it. And eventually if you're passionate about it, someone will pick it up. Like there's no doubt about it. You'll be yeah, successful yeah. if you're passionate about it and you're putting in the reps and get getting it's getting your hands dirty. Yeah, so um, yeah. that's just the number one thing is just getting into it and just putting in the work. And as long as you're following a passion, there's no point following someone else's passion. If you're not yeah, passionate yeah. about it, you're not going to be successful at it. So, yeah, it's just kind of going with your gut and having a go and having fun. And create. Just creating. <laughs> yeah, creating as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. If someone was starting out then, you've just mentioned the iPhone, mm. what other equipment or software would you recommend for someone just starting out? Um, I think obviously for filming, you've got your iPhone. There's obviously a lot of other cameras you can get and there's lots of cheap products out there, but like recommending iPhone, I've cut, like edit all my stuff on a, um, Adobe rush app. Um, that's so easy and it's on your phone too. Um, you learn on YouTube too. Like if there's anything you're unsure about, you can learn a whole software editing, um, kind of tutorial there's all that stuff on online so there's like kind of no excuses on i don't know how to do this i don't know how to do that yeah um it's just the those tools like i've been using adobe tools um since i was in school because that's just what we learned on like we were we would have lessons in our photography class with the teacher how to do photoshop and stuff like that and they still do that but it's like youtube has all the tools there ready for you so it's like if you need help or you can't figure out something it's just online you can learn everything online yeah, I must admit, I use it for YouTube. So it's I'm, gold. I'm a big fan of YouTube. It's to good. Learn anything. You could, um, yeah, there's not much you can't learn on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I've been using it a fair bit lately. Don't worry about that. Um, mate, your, your parents, actually, no, first of all, what, what equipment and software do you use now for people that are at your level? Yeah, so I've been shooting on, my camera is, I shoot on the Lumix range. So I just got a Lumix GH6. So that's like a, pretty cheap video camera to be honest but it's just like it's a killer camera it's so amazing i've been shooting on the lumix range for a while now since probably yeah 2015 2016 and kind of just upgraded as they've come and it's done me very well and for price range it's really good too so it's very affordable and it does the job and um in terms of editing stuff i edit on premiere pro adobe premiere pro and that's just what I've worked on from the start or basically from the very start. And um, they're practically the two tools that I use. I don't complicate it too much, to be honest. There's lots of people that have all these different products and softwares and stuff like that where I'm pretty basic in the way I work with. I just kind of film and create stuff and then I edit it. Um, obviously using um, 
After Effects where I need it and Media Encoder and Photoshop and stuff like that when you need it. But yeah. just having those basic tools, like you could get away with just shooting content on your phone and cutting it on an iPhone app or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So I feel like people probably get a bit overwhelmed when they see all these programs and all these tools and all this stuff. Like, yeah, it's, it's what you're creating. It's not what you're creating on. There's a lot of stuff out there. What about audio? How do you capture audio? Um... Audio is a big one. Like it kind of depends what you're shooting on. I've got like a Sennheiser directional microphone if I'm just shooting kind of people talking and stuff like that. I've got a few um, Sennheiser lapel mics as well for interview and piece to camera type stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of, I get away with those three. Um, you can boom in the directional mic as well if you're doing interview stuff. So yeah. I get away with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just recording to in camera or to a, like an external recorder, like a um, Zoom. Yeah. Cool. Mate, your parents are obviously very proud of you. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Mate, can you speak to us a bit about the influence your parents have had on you? Yeah, I feel like my parents like were very um, comforting and like reassuring that this is what I wanted to do and it was fun and I'm having fun with it and I'm meeting all these people and I get to do a little bit of travel and that was so stoked for me and kind of was a bit surreal yeah. for them. I think they're like, what the heck? Like, this is Does crazy. Does this exist? Yeah, oh, this what is, is happening? Yeah. Um, so that was really good, but I, th- I feel like it probably came to a point where school was almost wrapping up and kind of everyone's and my teachers are saying, oh, you pr- this has probably just been a hobby for you now, like go out and get a real job or are you going to go to uni and do something else now? Or So I feel like there was probably a bit of a funny spot there. And yeah. um, so my parents probably got a bit a bit funny with that too. Like, okay, like what are you going to do now? Like I didn't really have a plan. Yeah. So um, I'm glad I had like I l- asked lots of people in the area too that come from creative backgrounds and stuff like that, what I should do and, I'm glad that I just stuck with it and kept working and just obviously you don't work all the time and it's a bit slow at the start, but I've found myself now that I've never had to go get a job. Like I've always just kind of worked for myself or with side by side with other creatives kind of straight from school and that's all just from me putting in the work while I was in school as well rather than waiting until I was outside of school and then starting. I would have been five years behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, true. So it was just kind of having those good stepping stones in place while I was at school. Um, even though I wasn't probably making any money or making a tiny bit of money, it was never really about that. It was just kind of having fun and building relationships and building contacts and people that I could potentially work with once I got out of school. So, yeah, yeah and that happened. So it was really good. Well, that's right. I was thinking, like you said, there's that funny spot out, mm. out of school. Yeah. But then I don't know exactly how far out of school the Colin Carr thing come about, but that must have been like with parents and teachers like, whew. He got a job. He yeah, got, you know, and got... like, but it wasn't even like that. Like, I was, it wasn't a full-time gig. Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a full-time job. Like, it was like some weeks I would be, wouldn't work or for two, three weeks I wouldn't work. Like, and building's obviously a slow process yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was still doing lots of work on the side. And I think by the time I realised that, hey, I'd only, I might only have to do one job this week, but it might pay for two weeks' work. So, yeah, like, yeah. it was a bit funny because everyone works the whole five days a week or something like that. So I don't have to be working five days a week yeah. as long as I've got enough to cover myself and I can That's still right. live like it's still okay. And um, yeah, that was kind of learning for me as well that I don't have to be working every day as long as I'm kind of keeping busy and always looking on the outlook of what's coming next or what's in the next month or let's plan out the next six months or stuff like that and make sure I'm always having the ball rolling and my work snowballing. And yeah, yeah so my parents are very stoked about that, that I've got enough work to continue my passion and get to a point where I can start taking on jobs that I really enjoy rather than ones that I had to had to, to yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're always gonna do that. Happen, you gotta it? you gotta do that though. Yeah, Everyone's gonna yeah, do yeah. that. And that's right. Sometimes they're the best ones that you learn from too though. So yeah. um but yeah, no, they're very happy for me now and very supportive and I'm very thankful that they let me go on that Hawaii trip when yeah, I was so yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, they probably liked it, as you say. You think they were there for a couple of weeks anyway. So they yeah, went, they got a holiday. Oh, cool, what a reason, good reason to go to Hawaii. Let's go, we need to make sure Blake's all right. Yeah, exactly, good excuse. That's right, that's right, man. Um, many would look at your work and think that it would be a dream come true to do what you do. What are you most grateful for each day when it comes to doing what you do? I think 
I'm most grateful for just being able to work where I work and how I work is it's not a stressful nine to five job. Yeah. Like I can kind of hang out and work alongside my mates and have fun and kind of get to choose when I work as well, which is great. And you can't complain about that one bit. That's probably the biggest benefit. But yeah. it's just being able to kind of, I'm grateful that I had this outlook from when I was very young and I didn't kind of shift and change. Obviously I've evolved, but I had the same plan when I was younger and that was to be like a videographer or a creative, like a content creator. Um, and that still happened and my work's obviously shifted a lot since, shifted a lot since then, but I'm still doing the same thing I was doing in school. I'm just getting paid better for it now and I'm not in school. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So like, I'm very thankful for that. And like, I, yeah, some of the opportunities that I've got to be able to travel, like just for one is unbelievable to be able to travel for work to tropical countries. And it's, yeah, it's just like, it's mind blowing sometimes. You have yeah, to sit yeah. back and realize that I've got it pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. With all the inspirational people around you, you've no doubt met some amazing people. What, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given and who gave it to you? Far out. I don't know if I can, if I've got. Pinpoint any particular. Yeah, like it's someone, like something that anyone said to me, but. Like for me, it's just number one is just people and just being able to talk and communicate with people and just being an overall good person rather than being this workaholic that can't talk to anyone or, you know what I mean, can't really yeah. communicate. So I, like my number one thing is just like, it's just people. People is like the number one thing and I've always just try to build my contacts and build my relationships with as many people as I can because it always works in favour for everyone if you're just a good person. and. Yeah. In the long run, that's always paid off. Some of the biggest jobs I've ever got is just from me having friends or i got all these friends and, oh, someone needs to do something. I've got a mate of mine that does this. And, like, yeah. you only get those opportunities from being a good person. If you give someone the wrong impression or something like that, they're never going to put your name forward. So, yeah, yeah um, it's like all the big roles that I've ever got are from just being a good person. I've just been a just nice commu- guy. Communicating, communicating well. Yeah. Um, being able to speak what's on your mind and being able to put your ideas forward and kind of collaborate with other people and work well and travel well with other people and share things and share ideas and that's like seriously number one yeah. and I feel like that goes in every um, genre too it's not just video or creative world it's that's everything it's um it can't hurt and it's never going to go wrong for you that way yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely investing in people yeah, well, but and investing in yourself, but mm. as you say, it's a talent too, but yeah. you're passionate, you've, mm. you've given it everything. Yeah. Um, and I assume that when you, you know, you say you, you work one week, but I reckon in that second week, you don't stop thinking about film or what you're doing. Yeah. Or, oh, it, definitely. It's, it's, it's part always, of it. it's, it's it, life. Yeah, 100%. And it's like you're always working in your head, like especially yeah. when you're working for yourself, it's hard to kind of switch off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've always got ideas coming up or you want to create something or you've got to... Yeah. An opportunity here to do this down the line that you're not sure how to make it work and yeah yeah so you're always working in your head but yeah. you might not always be filming on the tools or yeah, yeah, actually yeah. creating content so there's lots of aspects to it and yeah I love that part of it too as well yeah mm. right, finally mm. I'd like to end on some Blake words of wisdom right For, like look at obviously looking at you and, and that little guy 14 aspiring to be a, a surf photographer if there was some other 13 14 year old kid out there um, what advice would you give to them uh, and thinking of how they would love to get into photography or film or anything of that matter mm. like but what advice would you give to some little looking back on your little 14 year old self and, and give advice to that kid even I think number one is starting early like the yeah. earlier you get in and the earlier you start the more ahead you're going to be down the line and that's yeah. always going to work best for you and I feel like I probably fell into that by accident but yeah. lots of people if they're thinking about it it's just a good idea just to start you just got to start like if you don't if you think about it in your head and you never put that front foot forward and actually start you're never going to go anywhere yeah so it's just starting um number two is what was I just had it um just start creating like you just yeah. you just got to start making stuff um, and you just got to put your name out there and you don't be scared to ask for what you want as well. Like if you've, if you want to work with someone or you want to go somewhere, just tell, message the person, just tell them, ask them, ring them. You never know. Some people might be open to it as well. And, um, you can, you've obviously providing value in what you're doing, yeah. helping other people as well. So 
it's like you're not just benefiting it benefiting from it um other people are as well so yeah. it's like it's kind of making sure that you're providing value and just ask you put your name out there ask say what you want and you never know what's going to come back um yeah. if you keep in your mind that you've got this idea and you want to go somewhere but you haven't told anyone it's rarely going to come to fruition so i think um putting it out there putting your ideas out there not being scared of what anyone thinks and just messaging the biggest magazine in the world or messaging <laughs> the biggest company in the world or messaging some surfer or there could be anyone a swimmer or yeah. an artist that you want to work with or some production company and you'd be surprised people like myself have been given up good opportunities when we're young and along the way so we're always happy to give that back and yeah um yeah so it's, it's good to see younger kids coming up i'm still very young myself obviously but like i'm so stoked when i've got younger kids messaging me saying they want to learn how to start filming surfing or something like that like that makes me so happy and you just got to ask, otherwise you're never going to know. So, yeah, asking what you want, not being afraid to put your name out there and put yourself on the line a little bit and yeah, be yeah. a bit vulnerable here and there. So, yeah, that's my number one. Yeah. Mm. That must be interesting for you already now, yeah, like having 14-year-old kids messaging yeah. you and, 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 and in that you're in that loop the cycle of life. Yeah, it's already good. Like, 21. like the, I'm still in contact with, like, teachers at school and my photography teachers at school and... They like obviously must mention my name a little bit because every now and again I get some young kid messaging me on Instagram like this is where I love I love doing surfing yeah. and I'm like taking down the beach for a session do some surf filming with them or something like that and that makes me so stoked because it's like the opportunity you don't realize how much you're impacting someone's life by just giving them some little opportunity like that and that's all I started with is just yeah. some dude probably just thought oh I'm gonna have this young kid come film with me but at the time that was just like the biggest stepping stones for me and yeah yeah. Yeah, it's just being, it's just cool to be able to help other kids out and other people in general that just want to have those opportunities too. And if you can give someone a helping hand, why not? Oh, mate, you're an amazing person. Thank mm. you, Blake. Thanks um, for having me, mate. Mate, thank you for your time, Blake. Mm. Thank you very much. Um, we'd like to thank Blake for his time today and, and wishing him all the best for the future, man, because it's going to be bright, no doubt, <laughs> obviously. Um, if anyone would like to see Blake's work, just search Blake Wilton online or go to his website at blakewilton video mate thanks blake thanks very much lou it was a good chat you too man. appreciate your time mate thank you